You're listening to Church Unplugged, the podcast of Christ Community Chapel. In each episode, we look at questions and topics that are connected to our faith in Jesus and to the way that it plays out in our everyday lives. Uh, The topic today is, what does modern day idolatry look like? So idolatry is an enormous topic in scripture. It's mentioned so many times in commandments about uh, not bowing down to idols, worshiping idols, etc., etc., Uh, But that was written in a context when idolatry could have been bowing down before a literal gold statue. But the question is, how does that apply to us today? What does modern day idolatry look like? And how should we as Christians think about the idols that may exist in our lives? Welcome into Church Unplugged. Welcome into Church Unplugged. I'm Jimmy Cozy, part of the leadership team here at CCC. I've got with me today the rest of our leadership team, Zach Wyrock, Joe Coffey, and Stacey DiNardo. And our question today is, what does modern day idolatry look like? So uh, for me, you know, the Bible does talk about idolatry a lot and how that is sinful and wrong. Uh, But when I think about idolatry, sometimes I think about, you know, you have a golden little statue somewhere that you worship. And obviously, that's probably not the case for many people listening to this podcast, but the Bible still does talk about it. I mean, if that is the case, then stop doing that. That's the end of the podcast (laughs) for you. Uh, But for most of us, that's not what it looks like. But idolatry is talked about so much in Scripture, it has to be a factor in our lives. So, Well, even when you think about that, about having a little golden statue or whatever, whoever had that was wanting that to provide something yeah. for them. Yeah. So in some ways getting it was anywhere else. Yeah. So proxy of the real idol. Yeah. yeah. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the question is what does idolatry look like for us as modern day Christians? And then uh, another question we might attack is what are some of the most common idols that exist in our lives? And then from there, what do we do about it? So Yeah, the best way to frame what an what an idol is, I think, is to use narrative. So you think about Genesis two, God makes Adam and Eve, and he puts them in the Garden of Eden, and he and he tells them, he puts a tree in the middle of the garden, and he says, don't eat from this tree. And what he's really saying is, trust me, I'm God. You're not God, right? Trust me, I know things you don't know. Live and, and flourish in this place I've made for you, but trust me. Then when Satan shows up in Genesis 3, he says, uh, you can't trust God. He says, you're not going to die. But what he also implicitly says is, you can't trust God. But then what he's implicitly saying is, but you can't trust me. I know something that God doesn't. I want good for you that God doesn't have. I know how to take you. That is functionally what idolatry is. It is functionally something or someone saying, I know something that God God doesn't doesn't know. know. I have something for you that God doesn't have for you. I can bring you fill in the blank, joy, success, you know, pleasure, whatever, whatever it is. An idol is a rival to God who promises to give us what only God can give us and asks only this, replace God with me. That's what Satan is saying. Replace God with me and I will give you what you want. That is idolatry. I just think it, just in what you said, it would be, uh, that's the way I would uh, start a talk if I was talking to an advertising group. <laughs> I would say, this is the way we're going to approach it. Yeah. Every commercial Everything's good. You're going to be promising something yep. that only God can provide because that's what people really want. That's what yeah. the other thing is. I, I know that uh, for me, whenever I'm thinking about idolatry, I'm now uh, because of uh, what the Greek word is for lust uh, is mm-hmm. epithemia, yeah. which is uh, the Greek word for an over desire, for desiring something too much. That always helps me too. Uh, but I, I love what you say, too, that we, we are going to be looking for something else to provide, uh, something oh that only God. God can provide. 
but it's so hard to identify unless I start to think of, of what I desire more than I should. Well, and you think about it, though, that's why the Bible talks so much about idolatry, because it's deeply personal to God. It is oh, always yeah. Yeah, yeah. exchanging him for something else, right? So it's so when Adam and Eve eat from the tree, they aren't just saying, we choose the serpent. Right. They are saying, God, you we lied to us. Yeah. You are out for our evil. You can't be trusted. Mm-hmm. Well, that's you, what Martin right? Luther said. We, what we None of the other, we don't disobey any of the other commandments until we until we break the no first one. Yeah, right? yep. That's right, yeah. So I think when you frame it that way, uh, what an idol is becomes based on who we are and what, exactly. and what we want we're and what we're looking f- to achieve and who we're listening to. So it's interesting because I think a lot of people will see, say things like, well, sex can be an idol, or and that's true, but there are a lot of other things that are more, I don't know, less obvious sure. that, that can be. So your children. I, yeah, that's I was going to say your, your spouse can't. I mean, I know there's mm-hmm. so much that I go will find myself going to my husband wanting him to fill me up in ways that God never intended for right. that to happen. And likewise, kids and your identity being in your kids. And yeah. One of the things that's interesting in Starting being a pastor for as long as I've been a, a pastor is when I do funerals. And you'll find people, when they're talking about somebody who has passed away, sometimes they will let you know what their idols were. What their idols were. Uh, I mean, I've had, you know, people. Buried with their golf clubs. Yeah, the, I know you're looking at me when you say that. <laughs> that's right, that's right. Yeah, that had nothing. You, that was not even close to an you idol can't. in your life a year ago, and now, now here it is. You can't bury. That's why Jeep. we're doing this podcast. That's a big break. Uh, uh, it's an okay, intervention. It's an intervention. Yeah. The fact that he wants to be buried in a sand trap now. Yeah, that's. A, uh, yeah, there, there. Are, I know that Keller would always say that the, the biggest uh, rivals to God are not bad things. Yeah. They're good things uh, that are threatening to become the ultimate things. I think that has really helped me. I think I used to think that uh, I was looking for something to root out bad things in my life Mm -hmm. that were obviously bad things, and I should still do that. But the most dangerous things to me are are the the great gifts from God that I want more than God. And and those would be, you know, children, uh, success. Mm-hmm. You know, even even a successful church yeah. can be a uh, a tremendous uh, idol and rival to God. Yeah, and it's not just wanting those things; it's it's who you listen to. So, an example would be uh, when I'm thinking rightly as a pastor, and I want a successful church, I'm going to God and I'm saying, "What is a successful church?" Right, right. right? and yeah. He's gonna have a different set of definitions, right? Versus if I go to someone else and they say, oh, a successful church is a certain number of people, uh, a certain amount of giving, a certain size of a building, whatever whatever the case might be. And that that's my thing, is it's it's not just a disordered desire, although it is that, it's that it's that voice it's that it's that kind of air quotes prophetic voice that is saying listen to me don't listen to god listen to me in that way i think a modern equivalent might be that your favorite podcast is an idol mm-hmm. because it's 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 this it's speaker guru yeah, yeah who's saying to you keep listening now, now, i will now lead your favorite you podcast to. would be more like a prophet though wouldn't it than a than the idol yeah itself. but I, it but would be i telling you what to worship yeah but i well yeah i mean it, we're splitting hairs here right. but I, I think that that when you had the golden statue in your in your house back in the biblical times you were doing so because it was a god of fertility right so what you wanted was you wanted to have children 
but but you were worshiping the thing that could take you to right, that, right, right? right? And so I don't want to split hairs. It's both the desire. The desire for children is an idol, and the one who tells you how to get there is an idol. So Eve, what Eve wants in Genesis 3 is to be wise. That's what she wants. It was says when she looked at the fruit, and it was, right, it was right. but the one she believes will get her there. Right. Is is Satan? It's not wrong to want to be wise, but it becomes wrong when you're listening to someone other than God. I think cable news can be an yeah. idol because it tells you this is how we're going to give you a great country, or right. this is how we're going to lead you. So wait, wait, I think, and that's where people don't think that, like, oh, these voices. But I think anything you listen to more than you listen to God, right? Right. right. Whether that's quantity more or quality more, as soon as they deviate from God, I go with them. That, yeah, are that's been plunged five into minutes idolatry. reading the Bible in two hours, watching watching your, cable news. But yeah, uh, yeah and by the way, if there's anything that has shaped the American church into the state that it is, it is just that. It yeah. is that we yeah. are more formed by the podcast yeah. through the books we read and the cable news programs we watch than we or are by the Bible feeds as well. Yeah. Social media and the amount of time scrolling on that. I mean, that's where I was going to ask the question too. Is it just a matter of sometimes where I'm putting my time, where I'm wasting my time? Yeah. Or is that an idol or is that just, it's a distraction and taking away Well, but that's from... my point. That's why it's important to say, what do I want and who am I listening to? It's yeah. both those things. Right. Not just what do I want, but who am I listening to? But part of what you said too, reminded me of you know, what we do with the square triangle, triangle square, right? If, if the, you know, the, the square is the way the world should be and the triangle is the way it's broken. Your God is the one who is that other That's triangle, right. right? That says, this yeah. is That's what right. will make your life. So the desire so when, is that final square. So the woman, the, triangle was, the woman who wants to, or the, the family that's saying, we want to have children yep. for the fertility God yep. is saying, children will make our life that's complete. right. In the same this reason, job will make my in the same complete. way the person watching the cable news program is what I want is safety and prosperity, and this talking head knows how to get me there. Right, right. They'll tell me who to be against, who to be for, who to be. Yeah, and I think that's that's the thing because where we go wrong sometimes is we want good things that God says is good, and therefore we feel justified. Eve wanted wisdom. Like there are entire books of the Bible written. To say, right, right. I mean, Proverbs is going to say, "Wisdom's in right, the street," saying, right. "Who who Wisdom's wants me?" Right? Yeah. She wants her problem isn't what she wants; it's who she listens to and how to get there. So we want things that God says is good, but we listen to rival voices on on how to get there. And that's why you know I, I just talked to the high school ministry for four weeks about sexuality, and I was telling them is I think the Bible tells you that that in so much as you get married, God wants you to have a vibrant sex life. He wants you to flourish sexually. He just wants you to listen to him on how to get there. And over the course of your life, you're going to be tempted to want what he wants, but to but listen to someone way. else yeah. wow. on how to get there. And that that thing you're listening to, that is your idol. Because it's 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 it might be that you want sex too much in the C.S. Lewis sense. That could be, and that is idolatry. But it also might be you want it the right amount. You just are listening to the wrong person <laughs> right. on how to right. get there. Right. Yeah, and I think that... That will destroy us, and and I think that can even happen under the banner of 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 Christianity. Like there are false teachers who are telling us God wants these things for you, and here's how you get there. But they're giving us a, a methodology that is uh, at odds with God. So the question would be, when to ask yourself to do an idol check is, you know, fill in the blank. When you're struggling as a parent, when you're struggling financially, when who do you turn to? Yeah. What source of authority or inspiration or guidance are you looking to? Are you looking to God? Don't eat from the tree. 
or to someone else, ah, you're not going to die if you look at that tree. And I think, who do you turn to when you need guidance? Who do you turn to when you need inspiration? That's a great question to ask as an idle audit Mm -hmm. in your life. I know Keller, too, says uh, that wherever your mind goes, when it doesn't have to go anywhere, Mm -hmm. is uh, a good indication of what you really worship. And that's a tough one. You know, because if if your mind goes to uh, you know to sports or your kid's success or your problems at work or whatever, when it when it could be resting and like when I can't sleep at night, it's very mm. very difficult for me <laughs> to try to to say, oh, I'm going to think about about Jesus, about what God wants. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if that's uh, yeah, that's hard to. I mean, that's a hard thing to try to wrap my head around. It like, is. Yeah. And it, I don't know if it's right I, or not. I yeah, just said, that's what Keller said. Keller said it, not the Bible, so you need to be careful who Basketball you're listening to. Basketball for you, Jimmy. Yeah. But that, yeah. no, just like even practically, like, uh, <laughs> uh, to be honest, when I when my mind doesn't have to go anywhere, there are a lot of places that it goes. Yeah. But yeah. It, is it true that if, if immediately in those moments, my mind doesn't go to, let me think of the things of the Lord, am I engaging in idolatry or right. am I just thinking about good things that the Lord has allowed me to have in my life? Yeah. And, yeah. Provide. Do you have time so to daydream with your four much. kids? Not okay. much. It's more like night. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say. So, <laughs> it's just regular dreams. So what are good, what are other good uh, triggers to know uh, that you, that uh, an idol is vying for? Yeah, that's that was one of the questions I wrote down is how do we know? Because God has given us good things. Family is good. Sex is good. Money is, you know, he's given us things. Yeah. Right. How do we know when something has crossed the line from this is a good thing that is in my life, but to it's actually well so that's what i'm saying that that's where i think my definition is helpful because if you're wanting a bad thing that's pretty easy to say that's an idol right but if you're wanting a good thing (laughs) if you're wanting a good thing i think it's not wanting a good thing is not the problem it's not trusting god on how to get there so my point would be if you're saying i want financial security for my my family i don't think that's bad i mean the bible would say that's fine. You need to plan. You need to. That's fine. Who are you listening to? So you say. So therefore, I can't give to the church. I can't give to the cause of missions. I can't. Well, wait a minute. That you're 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 wanting something that that's not bad. But you're listening. Your your methodology. Your your the guide you have. The the one you're listening to is is wrong. You're not gonna. You're not going to get that good thing. Because the longer we are in the church and around the church, it might be true that we're, we've migrated from wanting bad things to wanting good things, but we're not trusting God in how to get there. This is where I think parents go wrong. Because most parents just want a child who wants good things. But it's possible your child wants good grades, not a bad thing, but is listening to a voice in their lives that's saying the, the reason why you need to have good grades is because that's your value. Right. That's so it's a good thing, but it's an idol well, whispering in their ear that that is telling them how to get that good thing and why they need that good thing. And so, yeah, I was just going to say, is a measure of it perhaps also how you are personally impacted when something goes wrong? Like, for instance, is it sports team? For the sure. Sports team loses, and all of a Easy. sudden for three days. Easy. You're depressed. Well, or I think Stacey that would be the epithemia. <laughs> I, I just talked about sports, guys. <laughs> yeah, no, I, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, I think that's the epithemia thing, yeah. the overdesire. Yeah. So that if you're epi sad, epi mad, or epi afraid, that's a good signal that uh, something that has, has become too, much. too important. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. your kids can be that thing oh, if you're, absolutely. again, when right. they when they Or your blow kids' it and success. Yep. Like, yep. I remember when, when my kids were playing sports and I thought I would not be that parent that was 
too involved. And I would not yell during the game. I would sit up in my little place. But if they lost a close game, I'd be the one that was up at night, you know, thinking it through. And, and something's terribly wrong with that. And I knew it. I just didn't know what to do about it, I think. But part of it now is to go, you know what? That would be something that I, I did not recognize as an idol at the time. Yeah. Versus going to God and saying, hey, I want my children to succeed, right. but how do I want that in a good way? Right. And and I think that's another thing I would say is if you pick any area of your life, if you, it's kind of two things. One is, can you tell me how God tells you to get that thing? Because if you can't, you're listening to somebody else, right. right? Can you walk me through what the Bible would say about how you have a, a dynamic sex life, how you find financial security, how you achieve emotional peace? But the second thing is, is I think contradiction is the ultimate test of this. We choose idols because they tell us what we want to hear. You know, that that's that's why we do it. God will always contradict us. What his methodology is never going to be our natural. We're sinners. It's never going to be our natural methodology. So my question would be is is are you inviting God to contradict you? Idols are made up gods. They right. never tell you you're wrong. Right. Right? But a living God. Yeah. A true yeah. God is always going to say to you, hey, it isn't that this thing that you want is bad, or it is that this thing that you want is bad, but it's also that the way you're going about getting it is is wrong. And, and I just wonder for a lot of Christians, if I ask them, when is the last time you felt conviction? Yeah. When's the last time that you realized God wanted you to make a change in your life and you yielded to that? If you can't remember, it's because it's not his voice you're listening to. Yeah. Right? He is always contradicting. I think another sign would be when a life is is out of balance and other people can see that it's out of balance. You know, I think of uh, whether if, if and it's easier to see in somebody else, yeah, right? If they're always. working too much or uh, exercising too much or their kids are involved in too many things, whatever it is that's, tr- that's making them frazzled at the edges, that's not God's intent, right? Yeah. I, I was just reading uh, the other day and I was writing in my Bible because there was uh, one uh, section it was in the the end of Isaiah and uh, I remember reading one part and saying the poor mean a lot to God and the next section was the oppressed mean a lot to God that's what I wrote hmm. in the margin and the third one was the Sabbath and I thought what a oh. weird thing that God in the same chapter or thereabouts would be talking about the poor this is what you need to do to the poor because they matter to me this is what you need to do to the for the oppressed because they matter to me and then he says, this is about rest. And there's something that uh, I was saying, what? Why is God so concerned about rest? But some of it might be to try to help us yep. from getting out of whack. Well, I think that's and because idols don't give you rest. Yeah, I think that's true, is, right? that, is that when Israel would, would take that day, when they could be working, when they could be profiting, right, is what they were saying is our trust is not in our own yeah, industriousness. Exactly. Our trust is in God. They were doing, and maybe that's another check, is how different are we? How, than those around us, right. right? Who are listening to various idols and and being led as you know, are they looking? Are, is there a weirdness to us? Not social awkwardness, but a weirdness to us, a differentness to us, because the voice in our head and in our hearts is 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 the actual God, and not the false gods of you know of our age. I, I think that those are tough questions, yeah. good ones, yeah. good ones. Yeah. I think that will lead us to good things, but but tough ones. Yeah, I think uh, one of the things that you guys brought out is that it is really important to live uh, the Christian life in the context of a community. Yeah. I think 
to be honest, it would be, I mean, I, th- I think the Lord can use the Holy Spirit to convict us of what's going on in our lives for sure. But often the Holy Spirit uses people in our Absolutely. lives who are in relationship with us and in community with us to help us to see when things are out of whack. Because, I mean, I, nobody wakes up in the morning and says, I want to worship an idol today. I mean, right. most people yeah. don't. Right. Uh, but the fact of the matter is they do go about their days and do that. And often it's only within the context of a community that, that somebody it's could say out. to you, hey, you're... Uh, the way that you're interacting with your kids is, I'm not sure about it. Or it seems like it's way too important to you that the Browns win, you know, something like oh, that. Gosh. <laughs> so, uh, hey, hey, coming from a Patriots fan, you, that's unfair. That's unfair. <laughs> below below the belt. Oh, I'm sorry. But I but also think, I think you're absolutely right about community. And the other thing I would add to that is that we learn to ask each other the question, not just what are you doing, but who are you listening to? Yeah. Yeah. Right? You know, just, uh, hey, well, hey, what's going on? Who... Tell me, you know, hey, I see you're disciplining your, your children this way. Why? Can you tell me why? What's the thought behind that? Where did you get these th- things from? You know, just encouraging each other to say a little bit, because I just feel like it's a little bit like, you'll appreciate this, Jimmy. It's a little bit like when I took high school geometry and uh, the the answers to the questions were in the back of the book, right? And so do my homework. I could just turn in the back of the book and write 15. But my my teachers rightfully would say, you got to show, show me work, the work, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that's where we have to be careful that we're not just looking for 15. If you got 15, right. your heart's fine. It's like, nope, nope. Sometimes we can be driven by idols and for a while look like we're seeking after God because the things we're doing are the right things, air quotes. But I think really if we were to show our work, we would say, oh, my heart isn't after mm-hmm. Jesus. My heart is really chasing these other things. And so that's why I think it's important to say, who are you listening to? Who are you trusting? Show me your work. Show me your work. Sometimes we'll say, hey, I look at your life and you have 17. And that's not the answer, right? right. And that's that right. disordered desire. And I think sometimes we're saying, hey, you got the right answer, but talk me through how you got there because I'm not sure you're listening to the right source. You've been listening to Church Unplugged, the podcast of Christ Community Chapel. In each episode, we're going to look at topics and questions that are related to our faith in Jesus and to the way that it plays out in everyday life. We want your feedback. We want your suggestions. If you've got ideas or questions that you'd like to hear answered on the show, you can email us at churchunplugged at ccchapel.com. We would love to hear from you. Thanks for listening.